Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Once again, my name is Adam. And I am once again Joe. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Joe, it's snowed again, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> I had to had wake to up early to go shovel snow. It's un- It's unacceptable. It was yeah. a nice day out, though. Like, it's snow, but beautiful weather afterwards. Yeah, it was like 40 or 50 yesterday, and then at 9 o'clock, it was just like, nope, it's going to snow a lot, and it's going to suck, and you're already out, so you have to drive home in it. Isn't that awful for you? Mm. I didn't have to drive in it, so I didn't even realize it was snowing until, like... I looked out the window and I went, oh, fuck, God damn it! no. It's just so awful. Like, it had been... I didn't bother checking the weather because yeah. I was just like, oh, it's not going to snow anytime soon. It's so nice out right it's now. It's been warm. Like, warm-ish. You it's know, warm like, out right now. Yeah. But yeah, here we are with all the snow on the lawn. It's awful. I'm sorry for that. Yeah. Um, I got paid. Hey, yeah, that's that's good. I'll take it. Now, after our rousing discussion last week where I explained the ins and outs of curling, have you watched any of the Olympics this week? Uh, not not a second of it. Not a second? You didn't, like, walk by it You're like your mom wasn't watching it or something? I don't you even know? have like, cable. Yeah, but it's on NBC. It's regular over-the-air programming. Unless it's on Xbox. <laughs> It's the only thing I get my entertainment from is like on the Xbox. Unless the there Xbox. was a, I'm not going to download the Olympics app. I'm not going to download the NBC app. No, I, like I get all my entertainment from YouTube and the like, uh, and from this podcast, which you pretty listen much to on yeah. the regular, which is because it's very good. Um, well, I wasn't sure if maybe you were like out somewhere or at a friend's house. <laughs> Go out anywhere? Your friend's house, your brother's friends. house. You were helping a bro- your brother move. Maybe he threw it on the TV. I don't know. I'm just asking a question. But no mm. Olympics, huh? Not a, not a second of it. I'm gonna check in next week when the Olympics are gonna be over. Is it still going on? Yeah, it's like how it's long does the Olympics go? 18 days. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of curling. It's <laughs> Wait, my favorite sport. Are they still doing curling? Yeah. I, like, I, I'm confused because you would think, like, they just, like, okay, for, like, these two days we're doing this sport, and then these two days we're doing this sport. Yep. So the first, when we talked about it last week, I had been watching mixed doubles curling, which was men's and women's teams of uh, pairs, and the rules are slightly different. And then when that tournament ended, the men's and women's uh, four-team, like, four-player teams rounds started. So now there's even more curls. Twice as much curling. Actually, four times as much curling. Because there's men's four-person teams and women's four-person teams. Way more curling. It's too much curling. No, it's not. It's an appropriate amount of curling because the sport is intricate and it's awesome and it's great to watch. Just, we should I give it a shot. I, well, I just wanted to check to see if you I'll check it. the curling highlights. That's fine. It'll really give you a sense of the pizzazz of the whole sport. I did see uh, like a tweet online that made me laugh because it was – I don't remember – who it was or what, because I don't actually have Twitter, but I saw it like posted somewhere. Um, that was somebody going like, I don't understand like this sport at all. Like then 10 minutes later, hey, what the hell are they doing? They're supposed to be doing it this way. Why aren't they listening to me? Like, yeah. That's the sport in a nutshell. Yeah. It's, it's very easy to like pick up what the goal of it is just by watching. And the commentators are actually really good at explaining it. So you sit there and by the end of, like the first match you're like a pro and you have your own way in which you would want to get it. And obviously none of us could be able to do the intricate. Like, I don't think I'd be able to throw it the exact right distance or with the right amount of oomph uh, to get it down there. But I know the strategy of it and they better listen to me as I'm screaming at my television. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'll check in next week just to see if you happen to like cross by, like walk by one of those uh, old fashioned TV stores that have all the TVs in the window and maybe saw like some figure skating or something. Uh, But since you didn't watch any Olympics and you only get your entertainment from your Xbox, 
What'd you play this week? Uh, I picked up Kingdom Come Deliverance on the Xbox. What is that? Because I've been seeing articles and things about it, but I haven't watched any of them or read any of them. This was uh, I talked about it before. I think I think we talked about it on the like the the things we were looking forward to coming yeah, up. Podcast. I remember it sounding familiar. Uh, this is the one that's essentially Elder Scrolls without the magic. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it's um takes place in like 14th century Bohemia, which I think is Poland. No idea. Uh, I just know about their rap city, and that's it. Oh yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it takes place then. Um, it's yeah, it's essentially that's what it is. Elder Scrolls without all the magic and stuff. So it's kind of hard to sell people on it because of that. Most people like the magic. Yeah, but it's really good. Like I really, really like it. It. I mean, it does. It. It's not just like a straight ripoff, obviously, but it borrows a lot of the same conventions of of you know the Beset Bethesda games, so like yeah. Fallout and and Elder Scrolls, obviously. Um, so it's, it's the giant open world kind of go do whatever you want, like talk to anybody, you have all the different skills. Um, the only thing is in this one, you're playing as a set character. Like it's just the guy. Yeah. It's not like you create your dude as it is in the other ones. Well, even in like Skyrim, you just play as the one dude, right? No, you always like make your dude. Oh, okay. I, You're no. the dragonborn guy. Oh, but you but can you, make him you look. choose like the race that you want to be. Like you want to be a lizard person or a cat person, mm-hmm. or just like the regular dude. And then there's like different factions of the the humans. But you're always still like the chosen. But guy. yeah, you're always Got the it. dragonborn. Okay. And this one, you're playing like just the guy. You're playing Henry, who's like an established character. Oh, okay. Um, the and so that you know, it, it, there's so much about this game where, like, if you tried to sell it to somebody, you feel like it would turn them off. But you're, they're also like missing out on some of the good aspects of that. So, like, you know, you tell somebody it's like Elder Scrolls, but you don't get to like create your guy. They might be like, oh, well, why would I not want to play the one where I could like customize my one dude? That's true. It, that's pretty essential in RPGs. Yeah. Like, you can't tell someone, oh, it's like Uncharted, but you can create your own guy. It's like I don't really care. I want to know that story. That story is cool, but. Some of the fun of those open world RPGs is make the person look like whatever you want them to look like. Yeah. That's where the fun comes in. So take that out. I can see that, turning somebody off from it. Yeah, but um, it also works in the advantage of the game because I really like this guy. Oh, that's good. So <laughs> like the, his story and like everything going on with him and like the character himself. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where like you can do like you can be the asshole. You can be the good guy. You can yeah. change up like the you know, you have your little word wheels where you can choose your different kind of approaches and how you want to treat people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I, I'm constantly rooting for him. Maybe oh. it's because I'm him and I don't want him to fail because I'm playing the guy. But I'm yeah, like, come on, great. Henry, you can do it. Like you, I really like Henry. Like Henry's cool. I like him. What a good guy, Henry. Yeah. And like, you know, all of the different characters in the game are all they interact so well. And like his story is so interesting that I, I I really like that aspect of it. Nice. Um, and I mean the game, um, like the combat is a little wonky. It's not the greatest. It How this so? is this is the one that kind of used the um, for honor. Oh okay. Combat system. It's I like, like a first that person system though. Yeah, it doesn't like work one hundred percent of the time. Oh, okay. Like it, it's interesting, and I respect them trying something new, even though it's kind of a, like little bit based off of the four honor system but it is the kind of thing where like uh depending on the direction that you're holding the the joystick is how he holds the sword so yeah. if you push the sword like up into the left he'll hold the sword up there and then you hit the right trigger and he'll swing and the you know the the direction that you're holding it kind of thing so that's nice because if you take an element like magic and spells and stuff out of a game like this Adding in a more complex combat system seems like a good counter to that. Yeah, and it works really well in that aspect. Nice. Like, you know, um, 
when you're just playing Elder Scrolls. And, you know, the funny thing is that obviously everyone wants to compare this game to Elder Scrolls. Well, yeah, they look it, similar. It, I mean, it's the general, like, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, everyone wants to compare this game to Elder Scrolls. The thing is, Elder Scrolls wasn't a very good game. Like, Skyrim's not a great game. No, I maintain a, that to this day. Yeah. I was ahead of the curve on thinking that. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad game. It's a, like, you know... It's just, it's a fine game, but there's a lot to do in it. It's so fine for what it's doing. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, just the regular combat in Skyrim was terrible. Like, it was just hit the trigger and the guy, like, swung the sword up and down. Yeah. It wasn't very interesting. It wasn't very intricate. It was just point, you know, the arrow forward shoot. There, it was nothing complex or interesting. So, while this combat in this game is a little bit wonky, it's still interesting. Yeah. Because you feel like you're actually doing something. As opposed to just pulling the trigger and watching the, his right arm go up and down and pull the lift trigger to like raise the sword. Yeah, because there's, en- there's enough games that have that kind of combat style where if you want, yeah. if that's what you want, you have plenty of options. Go, You can go play those. If you want something a little different, it's nice that it has that. Yeah. Um, but Story's yeah. good? Uh, yeah, the story is really good. Uh, graphically, I think it's really, really good. Very pretty. The environments and stuff are gorgeous. The world feels very like real and very lived in. How do the character models look? Because that, that's always been my problem with the Elder Scrolls games is that like the world looks awesome and then the characters' faces just look derpy. They look better than Elder Scrolls, but still not great. And it's the kind of thing where like this was a, a first time outing for a small studio on a Kickstarter game. So for what they've done, it looks really good. Um, it's not like, you know, I mean, you're not going to expect it to look like uh, uh, like an Uncharted game. Like no. with the, the incredible detail on all the characters' yeah, faces. Yeah, yeah. They still have like weird blank looks on their faces. Even the main guy, like a lot of the time, he just kind of has like a blank stare staring ahead. Because when you, when you talk to people like cuts so you see his face while they're talking oh, okay as opposed to just the skyrim ones where it's always from your perspective yeah it does like a little like kind of cutscene thing where it, it cuts over to him nice um and it is weird because he has like his eyes are very far apart i mean that's perfectly normal perfectly healthy right yeah i mean i've seen p- actual people with yeah. eyes like that but i kind of stare at him going like his eyes are he like it's got like horse eyes. Like they're just kind of a little to the farther to the side of the head than they should be. And it's, I'm wondering like, is this based, did they like base this guy's face off of a real person? You know, here I was it's, thinking that you really liked Henry and now you're body shaming him and that feels a little off and I don't really like it. I think yeah. you should stop. I'm sorry, Henry. You're such a nice guy, but. <laughs> I really want to like you for your personality and, and it was with fun- that horse face. And it was funny because there's a guy that you meet early on in the game that's kind of integral to the, the plot line. That his eyes are way too close together. Oh, so, you know, if they. <laughs> and just- I feel like there was like a weird middle balance between them. They could both look kind of normal. Yeah. Maybe that's the villain or that's the goal. So you have to find the guy whose eyes are appropriate with. It's it's like a Highlander. That's where the actual magic comes, and you kill him, and then your eyes get closer together. For every kill that you get, your eyes move just a little (laughs) bit closer. Until eventually you're a Cyclops. Yeah, but then you're scary, and people, also because you're a murderer, but also because you're a Cyclops. Yeah. So, no, it's a good progression of the game. I like that. No. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I think the story is really good. The story is really interesting. Um, It does, like, it doesn't hold your hand. There's There were a lot of... things early on where I was kind of like wandering around going like I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing yeah. at one point like I was told to go get a set of armor from people or I, I couldn't leave town until like I had a set of armor um, and I was like okay how do I get the set of armor I just like wandered around going like what the fuck am I supposed to do and I eventually figured out what I was supposed to do 
And then I fucked it up and I was like, all right, so what do I do now? Cause I can't leave town. And, uh, and then they just kind of went like, all right, you know what? You're annoying us. Get the hell out of here. And they so just kicked me out of, out of town. town. Yeah. So like it, I couldn't, it wasn't holding my hand to figure out what I was supposed to do, but it also wasn't punishing me for not being able to do it. That's good. Yeah. And in other, I've run into a lot of situations where there are like that, where like if you're you're trying to do something and if you can't do it, it doesn't punish you. It just kind of goes like, I don't know if that's too easy or not for some people. I mean, it could be, but I think at the beginning, it's kind of good that you're not getting like your ass kicked just because they didn't teach you how to do something. Yeah. And there are, uh, you know, there are some things that are pretty, like, uh, I still can't figure out how to fucking pick a lock in this game. That's actually how I ended up getting screwed because I had to like pick a lock to get into a chest to steal the set of armor. Couldn't do it. And I just could not figure out how to fucking pick that goddamn lock. because well, Henry's a nice guy. You know, he never learned that trade of lock picking. He just, you know, he asks politely or he pays what it's worth and buys things. Like he's not a hooligan because mm. he's a good guy. Yeah. That makes sense. At the beginning of the game when you're like, because you don't create a character yep. unlike other ones, um, it gives you like through uh, certain conversations that you have with people, it uh, signs like certain stats to your guy. Yeah, so yeah. it's the kind of thing where like, you know, you're talking to your mother early on in the game and she's saying like, what were you doing last night? And you could be like, I was at the bar getting drunk or like I was hanging out with my friends or yeah. I was like meeting with the girl. And depending on which one you chose, it changed a certain stat. Yeah. It's kind of like those games that carry progression from story to sequel where it's like, all right, you have to go through at the beginning and you have to assign what you would have done in the first one, but you didn't play it. So let's fill out your character sheet. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's a cool idea. Yeah. And I went with all the ones that were like, uh, uh, like speech based ones. Cause I always found those to be like really useful in those kind of games where like you can just kind of like talk your way out of any situation yeah, that is handy. Yeah, and I feel like I fucked up and not going with any of the ones that made me like sneaky, because I'm just sitting there going like, what "The fuck am I supposed to be doing with this goddamn the locks on these boxes?" So you're just honest and direct, and you 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 know when you feel something, you just say what you mean. So mm. that's I mean that's Henry to a T. We all know that. Yeah, good old good old Henry. It's good old Henry, man. They, everyone calls him Hal for short, which I don't know how Hal is short for Henry. I always thought it would have been like a Hank or yeah, I've heard I thought Hank it was Hank. Hank. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's whatever he wants. He's he's Henry, man. He just flies by the seat of his pants. He just does what he does. That's Henry, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the guy we all know. Yeah. The guy we like. Yeah. The guy we all uh, aspire to be like. Yeah. Good old dependable Henry with the eyes just way too far <laughs> apart. We all want to be a more regular-eyed Henry. That's what that's our goal. Yeah. You know? uh, but that's good. I'm glad that you're having fun with it. How, how, uh, how much have you played of it? Uh, I've put about like five or six hours into it, okay. so not like a stellar amount. No, but still a pretty good start. Yeah, nice. I, I, I wanted. To, I was still trying to finish up Shadow of the Colossus before I I got to this one. Did I'm you like, beat it? I'm on the last Colossus. Mm. I've been hearing that even though, like, even though people have played it before, it seems like it's easier than previous iterations of Shadow of the Colossus. Like, I, not just because you've played it before, but just that the game itself is actually easier than it had been previously. Is it, are you finding that to be the case? Because I've seen that elsewhere on the internet. Um, I don't know. Because like I said, I only played it the one time 12 years ago. Yeah. So I, it's hard to remember exactly how easy it was at that time. I thought the game was pretty easy, but it was because, like I said, I knew, knew what I was doing. Yeah, so maybe it is just that. So it just seemed like, you know, there wasn't the parts where I was, like, standing around going, like, how the fuck do I get past this Colossus? So, like, every time I got to Colossus, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the one where I got to, like, get the torch and scare it back so it falls off the cliff. Mm. And it just all instantly came right back to me. Nice. 
yeah. But I got to go back and finish that last Colossus, and then I'm going to get uh, more into uh, Kingdom Come. Sweet. And I um, I didn't pick it up, but I forgot that Dynasty Warriors 9 came out this yeah, week I've, also. I've heard terrible things. It's got bad reviews, I've and heard... I feel really bad because I really wanted to play that. Yeah, I've heard terrible things. I might wait on it and see if I can do like a rental of it at some point. Yeah, I'm pick it up used. sure it's going to be probably cheap pretty soon considering yeah. the stuff that I heard. All of the things I saw were basically like, you know what? There are just some games that uh, they shouldn't go open world. Like some games it benefits and some games it doesn't. And this is one of those games where it doesn't benefit it to be open world at all. And they probably put too much time into making it open world and not enough time into making it good, um, which kind of sucks because a new fresh version of the Dynasty Warriors franchise could have been a lot of fun. And I've seen nothing but terrible. Especially for the fucking ninth one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time to mix it up. Mm. But... I don't know. People uh, people don't seem to be into it, which is a bummer. Yeah. Because I, too, was a little excited for it. So I guess it was good that I forgot that I was coming out because I probably would have bought it and then went home and went like, oh, this shit sucks. Yep. So, yeah, good thing you forgot about it. Yeah. As we all will very soon, I'm sure. But I will definitely say I recommend Kingdom Come for, uh, you know, it, like I said, it's, it's hard. It feels like it's hard to recommend because it's a version of a game that's like feels like it's missing stuff when you try to explain it to somebody and like, you kind of have to have a, like, cause you know, like, like I said, most people would be like, Oh, I liked Skyrim for like fighting the dragons and like monsters and like magic and all of this stuff. And I'm yeah. like, Oh yeah, it's that game about without all that stuff. Like yeah, no dragons, no, no dragons, no, none of that stuff. Like you're just a dude wandering around fighting people. And you know, I can imagine a lot of people being like, why the fuck would I want to play that? Yeah. Like, what's and the point? yeah. And also like, you kind of have to have an appreciation for history, mm. which is kind of one of the reasons I really like it. Is that it's true to... Yeah. It, like, it feels very realistic. It doesn't feel over the top. It doesn't feel, you know, like... It's grounded. They're, they're, yeah, they're not trying to make, like, an action movie set in the past. Like, they're kind of... Everything feels like this was, what you know, at that time. And I think that could turn a lot of people off. Yeah. Well, especially in a video game sense, you want something that's over-the-top and fantastical. You want the big-budget action movie rather than the smaller, like, he's a farmhand and he has to go to war. That's yeah, I mean, that's what this game is. You're you're the son of a blacksmith who, like, all of a sudden has to, you know, get pulled into this big, you know, crazy storyline. Yeah. But it's not, you know, it's not, you're, you're not, like... You're not the chosen one. You're not the dragonborn with the special scream attack kind of thing. Like, yeah. you're just the blacksmith's son who's like, they're like, hey, we got to send you to this town to do this thing. And the next thing you know, you're like part of this big story. Just Henry, man. Yeah. We could all Good old hell. a little bit more like Henry. I nice. mean, I like. I want to recommend it. I want to say it's great. I want to say give it a shot. And, I mean, the do game it, is man. doing really say well. It. Like, it's it was selling really good on Steam. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of positive buzz about it. Yeah, so. it was like the number one watched game on um on like Twitch for like the fucking week that it came out. Yeah. And so everyone seems to be enjoying it, so I'm sure there's a lot of people at least getting exposed to it. Nice. Yeah. Um I didn't really play anything this week. I am still I have been playing WWE, but I'm still stuck at the goddamn Royal Rumble because entering number one is very, very still difficult. haven't been able to beat that, huh? No, because I think what happened is is when I started out with my my character, I got too good too quickly. Like I won too many matches in a row. Oh, so I'm just so great at it. Well, no, but the problem is I don't get I don't have enough like my rating still like I'm still like a sixty eight. 
which is not good. So I don't have as much like stamina. I don't have as much strength. Like I don't have the things necessary to last in a 30 person match because like by person 15 to 20, like my energy is as low as it could possibly be. And I'm on the last bar of stamina. And all it takes sometimes is someone to punch me in the face and throw me over the top rope. And there's nothing I can do about it. Mm. Um, so is there a way to like build up your stats? No, nope. there's no, you can't go to like the training camp or anything. No, because I'm at the event. Oh Yeah. So, uh, I, I assumed that it would be a thing when I started the event that like, oh, if I lose, I just continue on in the story, which is the better way to do it. But nope, I'm stuck in a part where I, I'm just, I think I'm going to probably just start over. Uh, but then I have to create a whole new character because I can't import already made characters because the mode sucks. Mm. Uh, so it's a big old bummer, but I did, uh, I did go to a, a board game night last night, which is Third. always fun. I know, but you know what? You get a bunch of people together play you know everybody's you know having some drinks having some food playing some board games it's a lot of fun um we played a couple of games which i'm a big fan of i think i've talked about super fight before yes a card-based game where you argue with your friends about who would win in theoretical fights we had some good ones everybody got a chance to go it was a lot of fun um i also busted out this game that i had played before but i definitely haven't talked about on here and a lot of people at the party never played it either it's called encore um, and it's basically a game all about singing songs and memorizing lyrics from songs that you already know. Never so heard of this. Yeah, it's. I remember somebody had brought it to a party one time that we had, and then I went out and bought it at like a Barnes and Noble, probably I don't know three four years ago. Uh, but basically, you've got a board. You split up into teams. Like so, we had two teams, four people on each team. Um, and as you move along the board, you draw these cards, and on the cards are certain words or categories. And based on what space that you land on on the board. You then look at that corresponding word or category and you have to go back and forth team by team and remember a song that has that word in it. And you have to sing slash say slash butcher um, at least six words of that song. So it's a lot of fun for people who like music uh, where like the group that I was playing with, we're all super into music. We all love, you know, seeing bands and stuff like that. Now I know Joe, you are not a music person. Nope not your thing at all you also have a terrible memory yes i would be the worst person in the world to play this game um so but it's really fun because when you first start out at the beginning everyone's like super fresh you've got all these good ideas like your brain is firing like you're remembering all these songs and then everybody gets into it and they start singing the songs together so it's just a fun thing and then as the game goes on what we noticed is that your brain stops functioning yeah it sounds like what happens with me when I try and remember lyrics or something? Yeah. So like by the time we got to like the later rounds, we were just like, we well, felt also you were drinking, you said. <laughs> yeah. But we weren't like pounding, like this wasn't like a frat party. We we're pounding down beers or anything like everyone's like sipping wine or like things like that. But our brains just got fried from going through like the catalog of songs that we all know and trying to pick out one word. The best rounds were when it was categories because it'd be like, songs about dances or songs about body parts or things like that. And you can go back and forth forever on that, but trying to find a song with the word with in it, when you've been playing for an hour and a half, your brain is just like, did I do that one already? I'm trying to think of it now. Yeah. And so it's, it's a lot of fun, but it definitely has a shelf life. Um, it's also not a very well thought out game because there's no, like there's no timer to it. Really? Basically, if you think the other team is stumped, then you flip a timer and they have till that amount of time to come up with something. If they do, they get to keep going. If they don't, it's your turn. 
However, there is nothing stopping them from being like, I don't know. I don't have anything else. What are we going to do? We're so stumped. And you're like, ha I'll flip the timer. And then they immediately are like, just kidding. We got one more. Ha ha, you suck. So then you just sit there going like, well, do we call their bluff or do we just let them sit there? Like, mm-hmm. And so that part kind of isn't fun. Um, it was really funny because someone thought like, well, what if you just did that? And we're like, well, just don't be a dick. Like, can we all just agree? Nobody be a dick about it. And at one point, one of the no modes, deal. Yeah. Well, one of the, at one point it was a mode where it was just one player from each team playing against each other. And so this one guy, he, he looked completely stumped. He was like, he, he had a scratch piece of paper and he was just like tapping it. It was like doodling on the paper. Like he looked completely stumped. And so the, the kid that was playing against him was like, all right, fine. It's been, you've been sitting there long enough. It's fine. He flips the timer and the kid just like puts the, the pad against his head and he's not looking at the timer. And all of a sudden, like he peeks his head around at the timer to see it's almost out, puts the pad down and immediately comes up with a song. And we're like, dude, come on. Like you've just been saying what happens if someone does it this whole time. And he's like, no, I swear. Like I did it. <laughs> we're like, all right, it's fine because we just want the round to be over. But I see what I see what he's like. Trust me, I'm not that good an actor. I couldn't have possibly come up with that scenario. That's all why on he was own. so concerned about it beforehand. Yeah, it was already in his head. Um, so after a while, we had to like make up our own rules to make it go by faster, which is we were instituting like self-imposed time limits for per turns and stuff like that. So the game went along a lot smoother. But the basis of the game is really fun. You honestly don't really need a board. You could probably just do a random word generator online and come up with it yourself and then just keep track of points or things like that. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I don't know if it still gets made. I haven't seen it in a store in a while. But I've never even heard of it. Yeah, the game Encore, lots of fun. You would be terrible at it. Oh, absolutely. Do not I'm play. still trying to think of a word with or a song with with in it. Yeah, right? I mean, well, you're talking too, so that's a little bit more complicated. But the, the real fun comes when you sing a song that's annoying or that everybody hates. And then that gets stuck in the other person's head like an earworm, and they just can't think of anything because all they're hearing in their head is that one Bon Jovi song that everyone hates. Um, I know I haven't narrowed it down. There are a lot of Bon Jovi songs that everybody hates, um, but that's pretty funny to see. And then it's just, you know, most of the people just have fun like singing together and stuff like that. So um, highly recommend it if you've got a group like that for your next board game night. Encore. Um, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't really play a lot. I've been watching a lot of the Olympics, so that takes up the TV time. Although I did, speaking of game nights, see the movie Game Night, um, which was a lot of fun. It's based around the idea of a group of people that play game nights all the time, want to take it to the next level, um, and they think they're part of a, like a kind of murder mystery scenario, but turns out it's real. Hijinks ensue. Um, you know, there's a little bit of a tension element to it. It was actually written by the guys who wrote the last Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, and who did the vacation reboot. So I didn't see the vacation reboot. It's not I very didn't, good. I didn't want to see the vacation it's reboot. It's the, uh, one of them is the, the kid from Freaks and Geeks, like the main. I never saw Freaks and Geeks. Really? Oh, you should watch Freaks and Geeks. It's a really good show. Hmm. Highly recommend it. It's one of Judd Apatow's first things oh uh, yeah i mean i know what it is i just yeah. never got around to watching it the 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 trailer or the commercials for that movie i couldn't like really get a feel for what it was because yeah the commercials don't really do it justice because i it was, it was... It was doing the thing where it was like establishing like is it real is it not but then in the trailer like you see a guy get sucked into a plane engine and like get chopped up and you're like well obviously that's real yeah that <laughs> you know? happened. that's not faked so i know that it's that it's, it's real yeah because i was like did you ever see the movie the game not game night no. Um, shit, who was in that? I told you this is how my, yeah, my this, brain works. This is how your brain but works. But yeah, like the whole thing is um, 
like the the guy is part of a thing where like he doesn't he's told that he's a part of the game and it's like one of those like you know uh early on like way before augmented reality thing but like they're like you're gonna start getting phone calls and like people are gonna start showing up and talking to you and he's he knows he's like part of a a game that his brother sets him up with but then it turns into this like is the game real is it not like are people actually trying to kill him or is it all fake and you don't know really what it is until the very end Mm. Um, but in the, that trailer, like right away in the trailer, you're like, okay, yeah, clearly it's real. Like, yeah, there's, it, there's no tension at this point. Cause I know it's real. Yeah. Well, I mean, the tension comes from, are, are these regular people going to be get, getting out of this scenario where they're up against real kidnappers and real murderers and real guns and things like that. Um, but it was a lot funnier than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to lean more into the, oh man, a guy got kidnapped. Are they going to get killed? What's going on? Like horror aspect of it. Um, but it actually leaned really heavily into the comedy. And it's got a really good cast. It's uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Rachel McAdams, Kyle Chandler, who is the coach from Friday Night Lights. Um, a bunch of other people in it. Highly recommend it. It's really good. It comes out at the end of the month. Like Wait, next the Friday. not out yet? No, it was a screener. Oh, okay. Went to a screening for it. So It was Michael Douglas was in the game. Oh, yeah. Never seen that. It's a very good movie. Hmm. Yeah, him and Sean Penn, I think, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that was all for me this week, uh, which means we are going to jump right into the lightning round. Not lightning round, because there are no real big topics in the world this week, uh, so nothing for us to cover super in-depth. Uh, so we'll just move on to some lightning round topics to kick off the show in full force. So lightning round, we've talked about this before. It's a plague on the video game industry at this current juncture, but loot boxes maybe now have a fight on their hands as uh, legislators in the Senate and uh, Congress from Hawaii have been introducing uh, legislation this week to, with regard to loot boxes. Uh, they have established that they want any game that has loot boxes to be treated like gambling, which means that you wouldn't be able to buy it in Hawaii unless you're 21 years of age. It's got to say it on the box that it has loot boxes, that loot boxes are gambling. Uh, they also want the disclosure of what the likelihood is of you getting things of certain value, uh, which makes sense. Um, and so they want to do that to help, you know, protect the kids. Everyone wants to, to protect the kids. Uh, the Entertainment Software Association, who's in charge of the Entertainment Software Ratings Board that we love so much, uh, the ESRB, uh, came out and said that they, while they agree that there needs to be as much help for parents and for kids in game purchasing, they think that the current way that it's done through self-regulation and through you know the information they put out, the ESRB website, things like that, that that's probably the better way to go rather than letting you know, legislation get involved. But I mean, honestly, at this point, it's not up to them, I think, because of these laws that are being proposed in Hawaii. Joe, how do you feel about that? I would like to see um, more obvious marketing for that. Like I would, I would like to see a thing that says like this game contains loot boxes. I like the idea of thing like this game contains loot boxes, like somewhere on the box, pretty prominent. I'm not saying you got to put like a big old sticker right on the cover or something. Yeah, we don't need but, a parental advisory warning sticker on the front. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to see something that does say this game contains loot boxes. I don't mind like acknowledging that. I think actually classifying it as gambling might be a little too far, like making it so you have to be 21 to buy the game seems like a little bit of a, you know, overkill. Yeah, especially if the game is something where it's not a mature rating game, you'd probably be able to buy it if you were, you know, 16, 17-year-old person, or yeah. 15, 16. Uh, but, yeah, so 21 seems a step too far. Maybe make it 18. Yeah. Like, 
I like make it go because what is it? Seventeen right now is the is M is for M. Yep. I would be fine with making it eighteen, and saying like you know G for gambling or something like that, yeah. or like GM or MG or whatever if yeah, it, like if it that. came to that. Uh, you're right, like because I I can't I just think of like games that aren't very. They're not violent. They're not ex- extreme. Like you said, like it's, it's the kind of thing that like a, a kid could buy, but it has loot boxes in it. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you have to be 21 to buy that. That just seems kind of silly to me. Well, I mean, use the real world example then. Star Wars Battlefront 2, that's the one that has kind of sparked this bigger mm-hmm. discussion about loot boxes. Um, and that's a T-rated game. Yeah. I think Overwatch as well is a T-rated game. Mm-hmm. And while those are cosmetic, would those then be classified under this particular thing? I don't know. Uh, it does seem like a stretch. It seems like someone who wants to rail against the video game industry because they disagree with it or like, like... I mean, it doesn't even really seem like that. Like, this doesn't seem like a shot across the bow of the game industry. It just seems like somebody who is maybe a little bit clueless. See, that's the thing. Is- like, like, how do you find out? Like, how did... I, I just... I'm trying to picture, like, how did this congressman or senator, whoever it was, find out about this... Well, this particular instance, I think it's someone who claims to be an avid gamer. So they are someone who plays video games, therefore knew about it. And while I don't think it's that, I don't think it's a Jack Thompson situation or a Joe Lieberman situation, uh, who, fuck Joe Lieberman, hate that guy. Um, I think it's something where it's like, he sees an opportunity to tell his constituents that he cares about kids and family and protecting the innocence of youth or whatever. Like, and he's just, it's using just a, this like a marketing a, thing. Kind of. Yeah. It's, uh, that's what kind of what I thought it was like to me. It just seemed like it was somebody who <clears throat> wanted a legislation under their belt. Yeah. Just something. <clears throat> I want to add this thing. I want to get worldwide coverage with my name on it, probably for an eventual run at something higher than the office I'm currently holding yeah. or just to put my, you know, my mark on Hawaii's, you know, law book. Yeah. I agree though with the, uh, the entertainment software association that, it's been working fine so far with self-regulation. The video game industry seems to work best when it's working together rather than being told what to do from the outside because that's when rebellion starts and that's when you know all kinds of things can break down. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a topic I think they need to tackle with maybe putting something, either adding gambling to a thing on their website that says like this could be considered because if you just put this has loot boxes a parent's going to be like what the hell's a loot box and then it's up to the guy at best buy or the guy at gamestop yeah to but also what if you put what, this game has gambling and they're going to go what does that mean yeah because they're going to they're going to look at that go this game has gambling and they're like oh so it's poker yeah well well this i mean you because i'm like thinking like, of the like, i'm thinking in the dumb parent that doesn't yeah. know what they're buying aspect so many of them yeah um no you'd put something like this game uses real has the potential for real world currency to be used in game or something like that. Like yeah. a sentence on the back of the it's box. Hard to, like word it, it properly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not for us to decide obviously. Mm. Um, but I think something like that probably you should probably put it on the box. It's important for those that are buying gifts for kids or who are trying to, you know, closely monitor what their kids are playing, which is a fair thing for any parent to do. Um, but I think, I don't think legislation is the right way to you go. You know what it probably would be interesting if they could, I mean, it would be up to the game, the, the game developers at that point. But like a, an, an approach to that would be some sort of safe mode, yeah, where you can like actively turn them off. So that if you're buying this for your kid, you can turn off like an, a, like a parental code or something that just says like, okay, kid, the kids can't buy anything with the loot 
boxes at this point. Yeah, maybe it ties into the already present parental settings on the system. Mm. Or honestly, just don't put the credit card on the game for your kids. Yeah. Maybe I mean, well, I, like for the Xbox, you it, you don't put it in by the game. You put it in the system. Yeah. So maybe don't do that. Or yeah, and I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a, a setting on the Xbox that I just never looked at that was like yeah, it's something where it's like ask for the you know the three digit uh, whatever code yeah. is before like going through. Yeah, I mean most of them probably do that anyway. CCV code, I think yeah. it's called. Uh, CVV. CVV. Yeah, um, but yeah, just I mean, it's some of it's got to fall on the parents too. So oh yeah, just monitor what your kids are doing. Oh definitely. Uh, and while some do. Obviously, mistakes happen. We've all heard the mobile games where the kid accidentally bought thousands of dollars worth of in-game credits and things like that. But, I mean, I think the best way to combat this is just get rid of loot boxes. How about we all just agree that loot boxes are awful and we just get rid of them? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't like loot boxes, but I understand loot boxes. Because yeah. there's, like, recently been, like, for, like, the last couple of weeks, there's been a, a discussion online about, like, should games cost $60 anymore? And we've thing. talked about and that And we, we've talked too. about it in the past, yeah. too. Because there is a point where they have to put so much money into developing these games that $60 isn't enough to get the money back, no. you know, when they're putting $100 million into develop of a game. And that's what Star Wars point, was. Yeah, so there's a point where it's like, either games are going to have to start getting more expensive, or they need to find another way to make the money. Yeah. And that's, it's, you know, it's kind of like a, the devil, you know, kind of thing. It's like, it's, do you either want to start paying $80 for a game or do you want the games to have them, the studios, a way to make a little bit of extra cash off of it? Yeah. So it's the kind of thing where you're like, is, is, uh, loot, are, are loot boxes a necessary evil at this point just for this developers, for the studios? Otherwise, they're not going to put as much money into developing games at this point. Yeah. See, I think I'd rather have, I'd rather pay a little bit more up front and know what I was getting than taking the gambling risk. Cause like I was saying, that was the problem with battlefront is battlefront one came with granted. It was pretty bare bones. There wasn't a lot to it, but you knew what you were getting when you paid $60. And then there was the season pass and everyone just lost their shit with the season pass. Cause they're like, you're shipping us not a complete game. This is bullshit. Why are we doing Well, I think this? the season pass for that one was like, especially egregious in the amount of stuff because season passes existed a long time before that. I know, but it was like, it was a $60 game. There was only like, I think four, four, four worlds maps. or something like that. Yeah. And then each version had a different slightly slight variation on the map. And then the season pass was like, we're going to give you four or five more places. And everyone's like, well, why don't we just get seven, six places or seven places off the jump. And then we buy DLC and we get 12 or whatever. And so people flipped out. And I think EA learned the wrong lesson of like, Ooh, they're not willing to buy season passes. So let's, let's, you know, hit them every single time they want anything in the game. And there's a middle ground there somewhere where, Maybe you do just maybe they should have given an extra level or two in the disc and then charge fifty dollars for the extra things and people have been like, all right, that makes sense, I like it. But because people are fine with paying sixty dollars for four map packs for Call of Duty, like that's that's a thing everybody knows. I don't see well, why that's four map packs of like four maps. Yeah. So I think that was, but EA, but what I'm saying is EA learned the or wrong lesson. Whereas opposed to paying sixty bucks in Call of Duty, only came with four maps. Yeah. So they learned the wrong lesson, and we're all paying the price for it. But loot boxes should go away. Or be cosmetic and be earned via in-game credits. I think that a lot of studios, what they need to do, if they're going to go that route, they need to stop. Like, if you're going to make a game that relies heavily on loot boxes, you actually got to make that game cheaper 
Yeah. Where I think that's kind of where the, the, the problem lies. Whereas you can't charge somebody 60 bucks and then make it heavy reliant on loot boxes. Like take uh, Fortnite, for example. That game's doing great right now. Yeah. It's free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's making a ton of money off of the loot boxes out of the game. I've never, I don't even know where I would go to buy things in Fortnite. I actually, just, you know what? I don't even think, actually, I think I might be wrong with it. I don't think Fortnite actually has loot boxes. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just has cosmetic purchases. Yeah. Like, you just buy the costumes you want out straight out as opposed to buying loot boxes. Yeah, I think that's All right, I so think. I think I might be wrong but on like, that one. The, like, WWE 2K18 has loot boxes. And it's stupid because while I would like it, it if does? they were, yeah. You know what it is? I can't. Does it have like move sets? It's move sets. Oh. I can't do certain moves. I can't make my character do certain moves because they're like locked that. behind a loot box, which means I either have to upgrade my character uh, like to be stronger or I have to decide that the moves that are cool, I can't use them because they're locked behind fucking loot boxes. Ooh. It sucks. Don't like don't make things that are of value necessarily to be in loot boxes. Yeah. Don't force me to buy more because I already paid sixty bucks for the game and I bought the DLC for the extra characters and now I can't even go and do certain moves that are like classic wrestling moves because like it's just it's silly. So get rid of loot boxes. That's my stance. Or label them. Either way, it's fine. Because um, see, you bought WWE, you wouldn't have known that from looking at the box. No, I, I was completely unaware of it until right I mean, now. I haven't put the game in the system yet, but yeah, I knew that. I wouldn't too. have known it from. I, I that's the first I had heard that it had any kind of loot box in it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, lightning round. Speaking of uh, loot boxes and the Star Wars controversy, uh, Disney looks is looking to maybe get away from EA and partner with some other companies. Isn't that right, Joe? Yeah, uh, it's just rumors right now. Obviously, nothing confirmed. Um, probably make a lot of sense, though. <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm sure that they don't want to cause like a massive panic or anything. Um, but uh, rumors have been coming out saying that uh, they have approached, I think, what was it? It was Ubisoft and Activision. Yeah, so two more EA clones, essentially. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, after, after the gigantic disaster that was Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, after the cancellation of the Visceral game, which everybody was really excited for, yeah. uh, including me. Which, granted, we hear it was actually a bad game, and that's why it got canceled. But still, it's... I was I was hoping they could yeah. turn it around. Yeah, it's know? still now something... That's two strikes. Now. Yeah, but yeah, as I mean, I'm surprised that it is just on one thing at this point. I know. Like, well, it's just EA. Like, I, I feel like they could have, like had a, several different studios out there working on stuff. Yeah. I get why you go to EA initially because it's like, all right, EA has several studios that they own. They can then divvy out your property to different studios, come out with a bunch of different games. You could have essentially a star Wars game every year. Mm -hmm. I get the idea behind it. It didn't work because people have their issues with EA. They're completely founded. It, it makes sense, but maybe don't, don't do that. Hmm. It's like how it sucks that Madden is only at EA. Yes. When there were other good football games that you can't make now because only Madden has, only EA has the rights to the NFL players. You can't get another Blitz. You can't get another 2K. You can't get arcadey titles unless EA decides that it's so. Um, and, but it sounds like even with these rumors that they'd still be doing that. They would just go to Activision and be like, all right, Activision, you and your studios are the only ones who can make it. Or Ubisoft, you and your studios are the only ones that can make it. 
I'd like to see them go the, honestly, the way they're going with Marvel games, where there's somebody at Square is making a Marvel game and yeah. there's somebody else making a Marvel game. Like, go to Rocksteady and have them work on a Star Wars game. Go to the studios or let the studios pitch you ideas and do it a studio-by-studio studio basis rather than a corporation-by-corporation corporation basis. Yeah, like, I, I would like to see, I mean, not, well, I'm sick of them, but I would have been interested to see something if they came out and they're like, okay, we have a... Um, a telltale star Wars game coming out. Yeah. And then, yeah, something like go to Rocksteady, go to all these other different studios and, you know, let it happen a little bit more organically than just kind of pigeonholing it all with one thing. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm excited for whatever Square Enix and uh, I forget what the studio that's actually doing is going to do with that Avengers game. We also get the Spider-Man game at Insomniac. Mm -hmm. Go to these studios or let these studios come to you, make them on an individual game by game basis rather than, all right, here you go. Have the license just and then give us something. Yeah. You know, get specific pitches rather than letting those studios pitch to EA. Let the studios that are independently owned or maybe even if they're first party studios of EA, of Microsoft, of Sony, of Nintendo, like let them come to you and pitch things and you can work together. Just I don't like exclusivity like that. I don't yeah. like those monopolies on a property. It sucks. I feel like this would be like a killer blow to EA though. Oh, absolutely. Not not necessarily that like Star Wars was that important to their you know their company as a whole, but just the fact that like if this happened, I mean, nobody has faith in EA as it is right now. Oh yeah. For for them to lose such an like a massive uh property like mm -hmm. that. I mean, what is what do they have anymore after that besides Madden? Well, we talked about them like putting all their eggs in Anthem's basket mm -hmm. uh, recently, on a couple episodes ago. So yeah, if they if they were to lose a Star Wars, that would just be an absolute shaking confidence. Yeah. You'd be down to mostly whatever Anthem is or isn't, and then like FIFA and Madden and you know things here and there. But if you lose a big tentpole like Star Wars, that's got to shake investors to their core. Yeah, it, it just seems like it would kill the studio at this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Or, or it would just open up those rumors to Microsoft buying them yeah. a lot more just like to stamp the bleeding, you know, to, to plug the hole. Yeah. Listen, we're going to lose Star Wars. Why don't you just buy us out? Mm -hmm. Like, this is what we're worth now. This is because having Star Wars in your back pocket is nice because everyone's going to buy a Star Wars game, even if it's bad. Like, Battlefront didn't sell that well, but it still sold well enough. Mm. It probably sold better than if it was a third person shooter that didn't have Star Wars on it. Yes. So. I don't know. That would be a huge blow. So we'll definitely be monitoring those rumors uh, as the weeks go on. Would you rather see it go to Activision or Ubisoft? Oh, Jesus. I mean, honestly, probably Ubisoft. Mostly because I feel like they've been on a tear as of late. Everyone's really liking the games they're putting out. People loved Assassin's Creed Origins. It seems like they're on a they're riding a high that I'd like to see them work with it. Um, and I feel like they have less bullshit than activision does they definitely seem to have gotten their act together because they were one of those studios that like people like to shit on like ea for, yeah. for a long time mainly because everyone was just kind of like you just put out the same games every time yeah you know, there's nothing... climb to the point yeah activate it, the everything map. is go to tower activate map yeah um so i mean yeah I, I guess i would rather see that like i don't even remember the last thing that activision made that i cared about yeah, I honestly... Well, I mean, Destiny, a lot of people care about. I mean, I didn't care about Destiny. So, and they put that out. So, I mean, I guess you could Tony, do... Tony Hawk 5? No, that was bad. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Tony that's Hawk. like the last thing I can remember. Mine probably I, was the Tony Hawk remake, oh, maybe. Yeah, that I think was, yeah. <laughs> that was probably the last one. And then, like, when did Guitar, Guitar Hero 
world tour or whatever that that yeah. didn't do good either when did x-men legends 2 come out <laughs> i think maybe maybe it was back then i don't a know a long time ago i know um yeah all right uh lightning round moving on to something that puzzled both joe and i because it just doesn't make any sense joe what's going on in japan um so japan uh well nintendo recently announced that in japan um splatoon 2 was the first game to sell 2 million copies on the nintendo switch and that baffles me. And it baffled me too. Like at first, I could I didn't think about it because I just went like, "Oh, okay." And then you were like, "That doesn't make sense." I was like, "Why not?" And you said, "How the hell did Splatoon two sell more copies than Legend of Zelda?" Oh, I like or Mario Odyssey. Yeah, and then Mario Odyssey makes sense because it came out not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, though it is close, like it's not that far behind. It's like if Splatoon two is at two million, Mario's probably at like a little over one. So, like, it's going to get there fairly certain, but I would have thought for sure Mario Kart, which came out months before Splatoon 2, um, would have done better. I thought for certain Zelda would have sold 2 million copies in Japan by now. It it blows my mind that they didn't. Mm. I can't believe that. Yeah. I can understand it from the standpoint of maybe the new version of Zelda turned, like, Japanese gamers off, like, because it was more of a westernized, westernized. Zelda. But still, I feel like you'd try it, wouldn't you? Like, wouldn't you want to play Especially it? Especially because it launched with the Switch. Yeah. And the Switch sold really well in Japan. It's yeah. not like it's only selling well here. Like, those numbers, the numbers bear it out that it sold really well. I mean, let me pull up that article that I had from the end of the year. And I think this was from, this was from the end of December. And hardware sales, it sold, what, 221,000? No, what is that? Oh, that was just in that last month. Um, but yeah, looking at this end of this end of the year thing, um, Splatoon two, which obviously now is past two million, was at a million and a half. Uh, Mario was at just over a million, and Zelda was way down at only seven hundred and two thousand units. That's that includes so, the special, like the limited editions. That's so surprising. That that's the thing that really blew me away. Not that Splatoon two sold that much, but that Zelda sold that little. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of, and none of the articles do a really good job of uh, specifying what it actually contains, is maybe Zelda sold a lot of digital copies. And those digital copies aren't taken into account in the greater sales because maybe Nintendo doesn't report those, but other people can report the physical sales because that's easy. it's an easier number to glean. But still. I, I mean, maybe because it launched with the system that people just kind of... Bought it digitally as a like a, a test. Yeah, I'm surprised that like that would sell that much digitally, but like Splatoon Two wasn't selling. Like that doesn't really make sense. You would think that there would be a parity that if people were buying things digitally, yeah, they would continue that trend. Well, unless it was the kind of thing where like people just started really realize they were running out of space on their yeah. systems and now they were buying cartridges. Yeah. It could be that. Or it could be like, I always want Zelda with me. It's okay if I don't have Splatoon on my train ride to work because I can't play the multiplayer. Mm. So I just, I'll buy that. That's true too. You yeah. know, I'll buy that physically and it can stay at home in the case or wherever it is that I want it. But I want Zelda all the time because I could always be running around doing stuff. Yeah, that is that makes sense. That's Maybe, a good point. But I, I don't think that's enough though. Yeah. To the disparity between the, yeah, nearly the massive disparity. It's double. Like this number is double. It's one point five it's one million five hundred and thirty thousand eight hundred and fifty nine versus seven hundred and two thousand. You know what's also like, crazy about that? Pretty it's over double. So that was at the end of December. Yes. It sold one and a half million. Yeah. It and half. it just passed two million now. So in a month and a half it sold 
half a million copies. Yeah. Well, that's people who got Switches at Christmas. Oh, good point. And then are, you know, Well, in Japan, is Christmas big in Japan? I don't know. I thought so. Mm. Yeah, I actually don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but still, like, it's still a, a lot. Yeah. Um, to sell even in that short time frame. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, There must have been some big uptick in people wanting to play splatoon 2 for some reason yeah it um i mean good for them i love splatoon 2 i actually want to get back into playing it and i really should i did not play love versus money this weekend um i don't know who won i don't know if we have that i don't know if that actually ended yet i think it was no because i think they just do it on like the saturday maybe let me see i'm looking it up because normally when we do this on a sunday we can see who won um so that's start and end time when did it start and end? Um, so it begins at 9 So I think it ends Pacific. today, actually. Started on the 16th. No, the Splatoon Money vs. Love Splatfest ends at 9 p.m. Pacific on February 17th. Oh. So that was... Yesterday. Yes. Um, so let's see if we can find it. Yesterday as of this recording. Well, no. Technically, it would be midnight West Coast time, which would have been this morning. I'll see Splatfest. Team Love wins. Okay, good. You know what? Love conquers all. I think this is what we we were both Team Love last week, correct? Mm-hmm. So there you go. Love conquers all. Did it win? What did it? What did it win? Um, what do you mean? Oh yeah, preferred key to happiness. So it won two to one. Money had the advantage in team battles, but Love solo and popular vote took the win. Oh. Um, so that's how they break it down. Okay. Um, so one, two to one, uh, 68%, 51%, 49%. So there you go. Preferred key to happiness. Love conquers all. So congratulations to those of you that value love over money. You greedy, greedy people. All right. Uh, lightning round. Um, some other game that is super popular is getting more things in which to enjoy. Rocket League, Joe, is getting RC cars that you can play Rocket League in real life. So quit souping up that car of yours to bounce around a big metal soccer ball in real life. You can now just use an RC car. I've gone through a lot of cars. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's expensive. It's an expensive hobby to play. As of right now, I just cars. hit the giant metal ball. And you stop. And it doesn't that. go anywhere. No, because you And then my car is broken. You have to put the rocket boosters on it. It has to be a rocket-powered battle car. That's the point. Mm. Remember, the Rocket League is a I sequel. was just going with just the league. No. Yeah, you forgot about that part. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they are getting uh, Hot Wheels is partnering with Rocket League in their continued expansion into getting more eyes on Rocket League, which they're still going strong, which is kind of surprising. I thought they would have petered out a long time ago, but people still love it. It's a great game. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised by that myself. Like, I've played Rocket League. I played a lot of it, but it was the kind of thing where, like, I, I didn't get too invested in it. Yeah. Like, I played it, and I was like, okay, this is fun. I played it for, like, a week, and then I went, like, all right, something new has come along. Yeah, I mean, I played play it that instead. I played it for a lot longer. I think when I stopped playing it, it was because I'd been playing it for several weeks, and then I went on a trip, and that completely derailed my ability to play it. Because um, you didn't have it on the Switch at the time. Exactly. Now I do because I want to be able to play it anywhere, and I just I haven't gotten into it uh, again yet. I have to like pick up the skill set again because you know you definitely have a strategy to it. It's not just necessarily driving around and throwing yourself at the ball. Um, there's some strategy to it, which I got to find again really want to pick that back up. So maybe between that and Splatoon, my Switch will get a lot more love. Um, 
now that I've stopped playing Celeste because I got stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, this is what the set comes with. It is the Hot Wheels Rocket League Rivals set. Um, you get two cars that are controlled via Bluetooth on your phone. You get an actual game area. Uh, you get a the game ball that has a signal in it. It's like an RF signal um, that can uh, notify every time it goes in the goal. So it keeps track of everything. So you'll be able to see the score uh, on your phone. This is so high tech. I know. All of the uh, the cars and the ball all charge via convenient uh, charging base. So you get the easy assembly stadium with the LCD, the LCD scoreboards, the two smart device controllers, the game ball, and the charging base. All of that will be available uh, this holiday for a whopping $180. Jeez. It's a lot. The game's 30, I think. Yeah. If you just, can't find it on sale. Just, at that point, you can, like, you're almost to the point where you could just buy a Switch. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird price point. Like, I don't know who this is for. It's kind of like we saw they did that Anki Drive or mm-hmm. whatever for Mario Kart. Yes. I think they had a Mario Kart esque type thing like that. And it was absurd. It's like, I. If I'm going to play a real-life thing based on a video game property, I don't want to pay six times the game price just to play. Like, that doesn't... It's way more fun in the video game world. Why is... Why? It doesn't... It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't... I mean, like, I'm impressed by it. It looks cool. Yeah. It does look like it would be fun. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I would play that for, like, two rounds, and then I'd go, you want to just play Rocket League? Yeah, much rather do that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, at $180, just save up a couple extra months and buy yourself a Switch. Yeah, because, I mean, what is a Switch now? It's 300 still. Oh, it's 300 still? I think I so. didn't know if it went down to 250 at some point or not. It's selling Maybe like, for the holidays, I don't know. Yeah, it's selling like hotcakes. So That's I don't know true. Why There's it. no reason they would lower it. No. I guess I'm so used to that for Nintendo things. It always seems like the things drop down in price really quick. Well, you're thinking of the Wii U. That's true. The Wii stayed at 250 forever. Oh, that's true. But also, it was it was sold as a super cheap thing that you really couldn't lower the price of anyway. So it, it made sense that it didn't. But this, no, they're selling like crazy, so they're not going to lower that price. But yeah, at that point, just get the 120 bucks and buy a Switch instead. Yeah, just save up. You know, do a couple extra chores, shovel some snow, mm-hmm. rake some leaves, mow some lawns if you live in an area that isn't getting snow. You know, just do do some extra chores, buy yourself something nice. Uh, but yeah, so we're I mean, buying two, right? What of those Rocket League? No, you get you get two cars. You only have to buy one. Yeah, but what if we want to play four players? Oh well, I mean, then we'll, we'll just buy three. What if we want to play traditional three on three? Oh yeah, let's do yeah. it. So there you go. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's absurd. But I don't know. It looks cool. It, I'm sure it'll be fun. Is that four hundred and forty bucks? Sure, I'm not I'm, doing the no, math right no, now. I'm tired. It's uh-huh. been a long time since I had to do math. <laughs> Maths for suckers. Um, no, yeah. So, I mean, it looks cool. It's definitely not that great, though. When no, you consider that the no. game itself costs $30 and has ice modes and basketball modes and all kinds of yeah. other things. And you can play with all kinds of people, including your friends that probably also have the game. And you can play with them for $30. So, good idea. Just a sucky execution, I guess. Uh, lightning round. Joe, Crash Bandicoot Trilogy did really well. It sure did. You know what that means. All those other games from back in the day that had trilogies that were of a platforming base are going to come out of the woodworks and get remasters. Guess who's first? Uh, Bonk. No, no. That's a terrible guess. Why would oh, you guess that? I, Nobody wants it, that. It's just the first thing that came to my head. Yeah. You, you're terrible at remembering things, Joe. It's Spyro the Dragon. Wait, didn't we get Bubsy? We did. That was awful. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Spyro the Dragon. 
So everybody's favorite Skylander starter character <laughs> is back <laughs> as everyone's favorite Elijah Wood voiced Purple Dragon. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was Elijah Wood. In the like, first three, I think. Huh. Yeah. There you go. I wonder if they'll get him back for the remaster um, that is coming. It was announced. There's no like concrete information, I don't think. Let me double check that. But I believe, do you have that article up? Uh, what am I looking for? The Spyro. I like, mean, I have the it? article, but I don't know what you were talking about. Is there a release date? Oh, release date. Yeah. Um, end of March. Okay. So it is coming fairly soon. Does that interest you, Joe? Were you a Spyro fan? I never played a Spyro game. I played, um, I, I think I played Spyro 1, but I never played it. Like, I never owned it. I think I just played a lot of it at, like, store kiosks or maybe friends' houses or something like that. So, like, I remember the idea of it, and I remember somewhat liking it, but realizing that it was never a thing that I actually really wanted. Oh, March is actually, uh, end of March is when they should be doing the, like, full reveal. Got it. Uh, and aiming for third quarter of the year, so probably pointing out uh, September. Okay. So, yeah, so sometime before the end of the year. Um, I mean, it's a cool idea. People love those games. There's a reason that the character was around for a while, but I think the games got progressively worse over time. Like, I know I mean, once, that happens with most games. Yeah. I know, well, like, I know after, like, Crash 3, they went and got zany and ridiculous over at Activision. I think the same thing happened to Spyro, where they got zany and ridiculous, and the yeah. games got a lot worse. But... I don't know. It could be good. I people was, uh, loved the Crash World, but I think people always liked Crash more than Spyro. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- this seemed obvious to me. I knew that this was going to happen. Um, obviously, they're different studios. I was actually kind of expecting like a Jack and Daxter yeah. reboot or thing, it was because Jack and Daxter was by uh, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Yeah. So I kind of just expected them to be like, all right, this one worked. Let's do this one as well. But remember that uh, Crash and Spyro are both now owned by Activision. Uh, I believe, uh-huh. right? That's who puts out Skylanders as Activision? Yes, yeah. yes. So Skylanders was the last Activision game you cared about? Yes, probably. <laughs> the first one, or yeah. the second one. Whichever one you like actually still cared about rather than just bought to buy the toys. Uh, The third one. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, I think so we, uh, Supercharger is the one where it started to peter off for me. There you go. So we just answered our own question mm-hmm. from before. So good job. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It could be good. I'm not excited about it though. Yeah. This is for someone else. Like, I mean, I wasn't excited for, uh, Crash Bandicoot either. I didn't play that at yeah. all. Um, but I was excited th- for these people. platformer games. The only platformer I ever really liked was Mario. Yeah. Same. Like I never played Crash Bandicoot. I never played Ratchet and Clank. I never played, um, Jack and Daxter. I never played Spyro. I never played Banjo-Kazooie. Like, the only ones I really cared about were the Mario ones. Well, I had, I always had Nintendo systems up until I got a PS2. So I missed out on the, the Spyro's. The whole, like, PS1 generation stuff. Of, yeah, of those platformers. Like, I went back and played some of them. But it weren't things that, like, I grew up with. I do love Ratchet and Clank games. But I didn't get into those until the PS3 ones. Mm. Um, and actually, that's another game that I, I own, bought it. Heard really great things about the PS4 one and just never got, never actually played it. So that might be a thing, too, that I get into. This podcast is doing a really good job of getting me excited about things that I own that I probably should be playing. Was there a Ratchet and Clank? Yeah, on PS4. It came out around the time as that really awful movie. Oh, But wow. it's not based on the movie. I didn't even know that movie. happened. Oh, yeah. It's just called Ratchet and Clank. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I hear I fantastic things. I missed that one. Yeah. I hear it's really good. Was it just a, is it, was a new game or was it just a reboot of the first one? I th- See, it's a weird thing where I feel like it's... Like, the movie is based on the game, and this is based on the movie, but it's also kind of based on the game. <laughs> it's just, it's a weird thing that I, I haven't played it, so I can't explain it. Mm. Um, but I heard nothing but fantastic things. I went out and bought it, because I knew it was going to be hard to find, and then 
something came up and I just never never got around to playing it. But yeah, and this is definitely for something else. So this the Spyro remaster. People will be excited. People like Spyro. Oh yeah. It'll be good for kids too to get a chance to play these games. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not for us. I like mean, after after Crash Bandicoot did so well, I'm surprised we haven't seen more of these. Yeah. Well, we will. Yeah. Unless this one bombs hard and they'll be like, all right, maybe it was just Crash. Yeah, that's but true. We'll see. I don't know. Something's going to come out of the woodwork, I'm sure. Uh, lightning round. Things you are interested in, Joe. Dragon Ball Fighter got its first DLC announcement. Mm-hmm. Who we got coming to the world of fighting? Why are you enemies? asking? You don't even know who they are. Because you're going to tell the people at home. Oh. Well, yeah, people this, at... This isn't just for you and I, though it may seem like that sometimes. This is for the people at home. Yes. You great folks in the audience. There. Yes. Uh, I think we did. did we, we talked about how like there was a leak. There was data mining and things yeah, like that. Yeah, data mining and yep. leak and stuff like that. Well, so far, uh, it's looking like they're pretty accurate. But, I mean, a lot of these characters are like kind of given. It's the kind of thing where like if they're not in the game, these are obviously going to come as DLC at some point. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. They're obviously yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first off uh, is going to be... Brawly, the legendary Super Saiyan uh, from the three Dragon Ball movies, the Brawly trilogy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the other one is Bardock. You know Bardock. Of course. Who's Bardock? Bardock is the uh, guy that's got stuff on his head, probably. He does, yes. They look like antenna, maybe? No. No, uh, but he's got stuff on his head. He does. I mean, we all know. It's hair. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what I... Yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean... I don't really need to explain it. I think it kind of speaks for itself. Everybody knows. Bardock is Goku's father. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've, this is like you with the lyrics. It was on the tip of my tongue. I was <laughs> going to say his dad, but then I just I couldn't think of it. But we all knew that. To, yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. yeah Everyone knows yep. mm-hmm. Bardock. Everybody. Good old Bardock. Yep. Uh, killed by Frieza in the destruction of the planet Vegeta. Whoa. Spoilers. Yeah. I was almost From to a that year old. <laughs> I was almost there, and you just ruined it for me. And maybe for someone else at home who's also catching up, like I, I am totally doing. Mm. How dare you? Are you excited by those characters, though? Yeah, I always really liked Brawly as a character. Okay, like Bardock is cool, but Brawly. I mean, you know, he's like the kind of the go-to like fan character everyone mm. likes because he's like a ridiculously big Super Saiyan kind of thing. I actually just last night uh, put up a model or put together a model for him. Oh, nice. Yeah, like a. Standard plastic model. Yeah. Put them all together. And it was really fun. Really cool. He's really big. Who has been your main character that you've been playing as in Fighters? Uh, I like Goku Black. Mm. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Just want to make sure you're still on the Goku Black train. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I like to kind of switch up everybody. Um, the, The combat in the game doesn't feel like too different for all the characters. Yeah. You know, like the... The uh the move sets don't feel all that varied, which I mean, it's kind of it's kind of good and kind of bad. Yeah, and, and like they all have like different speeds and and stuff as well. But for the most part, it never really feels like it's all that different. Not no, one doesn't feel harder to control than the others. It's almost like I feel like it must be the way that I play wrestling games, where like. Yeah, the moves that you're doing are virtually the same. Like, the button layouts are identical for everybody else. You've got standard moves. It's just about seeing these characters that I enjoy in scenarios that I've either seen them in before that were really cool or scenarios that they could be in that I think would be really cool. I feel like it's got to be like that for Dragon Ball. Yes, that's that's the way I, like, approach it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but I'm really interested to see what Brawly is like in the game because he was always a really cool character in my book. Nice. Yeah. All right. Lightning round from one fighting game to another fighting game, so to speak. We've got the legendary 
return of the epic, wonderful Shaq Fu. That great game that everybody loves from the Super Nintendo is getting a sequel that was announced as an Indiegogo campaign like four years ago. Four years ago, yeah. Um, And it's finally getting release information and a release trailer, and it looks like the game is finally done after not being updated for over a year. A very long time. Yeah, I think I read the last update to the Indiegogo campaign was December of 2016. Yeah. Um, And we are finally getting the game. Joe, when are we getting the game? Uh, We don't know yet. (laughs) There's is an official announcement, but there was no official date. Okay. Uh, it's looking like it's just spring of this year, so yep. it shouldn't be too much longer. Um, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like super hyped on it. I just like the idea that there's another Shaq Fu game out there, just because I want to see Shaq promote it. I kind of want to see it because I think Shaq is a hilarious like character of a person. Um, He's literally larger than life. Literally larger than life. Um, yeah, I've always liked Shaq. You know, big Kazam fan. Uh, never played Shaq Fu, didn't have a Super Nintendo, uh, as we've discussed. But, um, yeah, I'm not super hyped on this game. It is coming to all of the major current platforms that didn't exist back when this game first got announced four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you bought a copy of NBA Playgrounds on the Switch before a certain date, you're automatically getting this game for free due to issues with them updating uh, that game to be as good as promised. So you get a free game out of it if you bought NBA Playgrounds. Yeah, which, I mean, is nice. I kind of wish I had done that. I always, like, wanted to buy NBA Jam, and I never did. Yeah, same. I see it on sales every now and again. I'm like, you know what? It would be fun to pick up. I like NBA Jam. I like the idea of arcade basketball. Yeah, the only sports games I like are the arcade ones. Yeah. So. I do enjoy those a lot. But I think basketball, every time I play, the like, the 2K games, I just... I think that the characters should be better than I am at playing as them. Um, and so it's never as much fun because I play it like a basketball game that I'm watching as opposed to playing it like a video basketball game. So I, I'm never very good at them, but I am good at the arcade ones. Uh, so I should have bought NBA playgrounds, but didn't, but I could have got a free copy of Shaq Fu, the legend reborn is what it's called. Correct. Yes. A legend reborn. A legend reborn. Well, I mean, he's the legend, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a legend reborn coming spring to consoles and to PC near you. Uh, from one um, crowdfunded game to another, uh, we've got a remake from a classic PC game is now being put on hold. Joe, what game is that? System Shock. That is the spiritual predecessor to Bioshock, correct? Yes. And then Bioshock Infinite, but yeah, System Shock. I think there were there were two systems. There was System Shock, System Shock. Yeah, System. It's hard to say. Just System Shock. System Shock. Uh, one and two. This was only uh a, for the first one. It was a studio called Night Dive Studio. Did it a Kickstarter funding uh for it a while ago, and uh like a lot of Kickstarters, eventually they kind of start to fall through. Surprise! You don't get you don't get that many Shack Foos out there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they came out and they basically said that they're going to put the, uh, game on indefinite hold, uh, to refocus on it because it wasn't turning out that the way that they wanted it to, which kind of just makes me kind of think like you're just cutting and running, aren't you? Yeah. You just collected that money, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, he's come out and he said like, it's on hiatus. Yeah. It's not canceled. We it's, know, we're just putting it on hold for a little while. Know what you don't put means. something on hold at some point. You kind of say, okay, we're reworking it, but yeah. you don't stop working on it. Yeah. Yeah, just say we're delaying it, but we don't have any definitive information as to when that delay will end. But yeah. we are working on it. Don't say we're going on hiatus. Yeah. 
that makes it seem like you're not doing anything. Yeah, and um, and it's really kind of surprising because, uh, first of all, I remember when I heard about this, um, I was surprised because I would have figured that uh, whoever owns the rights to the Bioshock franchise would still own the rights to System Shock. Is it still Irrational Games? Is that like it was 2K Boston and then um, I think it was Irrational. I don't know what they're called now. I don't know what that studio is that did it. I'm not sure, but uh, I mean, either way, like when I heard that this little studio was going to be remaking this game, I kind of thought you would think that they would, that they would want to have it. And, you know, th- if they were going to do it, they would want it to do it their way. Yeah. And I mean, I'm wondering how hard it would be to do it. Cause Irrational, it, you're right. Yeah. It's an old P- it's an old PC game, right? Mm-hmm. It's- I think it was also might have been released on PS2. Oh, really? I think so. Maybe. I don't know. I never played it. Yeah, same. I mean, that's a bummer. I know people really like that game. I don't know if they like it because it's the predecessor to Bioshock and they're supposed to like it or if they like it because they actually played it. I remember hearing a lot of people really liked it. Like, even back in the day, I remember hearing it was a really good game. Yeah, I'd only ever heard about it when Bioshock came out and was a hit. People were like, oh, yeah, it's the people who made System Shock. That game's awesome. Mm -hmm. But you never know after the fact if people are like, Bioshock is cool, so I have to think the the game that came before it is cool. It's like how no one played Red Dead Revolver and then Red Dead Redemption came out and everyone suddenly was like the biggest Red Dead fan in the whole world. I was a huge fan of Gun. That's not related. Oh. At all. But that's good. I heard that game was fun. Um, But yeah, so I I never know if people actually played it or if they're just trying to sound cool. Uh, I have not played it, but I have only ever heard good things. So bummer if you put money into that, but that's the risk you run with, you know, crowdfunded... Crowdfunded video games. Yeah, I think they made like one and a half million dollars off of the crowdfunding. It's a pretty good amount. It's a pretty good amount. I mean, from that, you know, from our perspective, yeah. of I don't have a hundred and one and a half million dollars. Yeah. It did seem really kind of low for a game of that quality, but maybe I was just kind of projecting like Bioshock onto it. Yeah. Where I was like, there's no way you can make a game like Bioshock for a hundred or like one point five million dollars. No, but I feel like you could revamp a PS2 game for that. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. and you'd have to put in some of your own overhead, but that's when you make up for it in sales after the fact. Yeah. But I mean, that's the tough part with crowdfunding a video game, as we've talked about multiple occasions. Sometimes they just go on indefinite hiatus. It sucks. I don't know what happens to those people's money because they hit goal, and I think once you hit goal, your money's locked in. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yeah. So, I don't know. Investment's a, a bitch. Crowdfunding's an investment. Yeah. It is what it is. So, sorry for anybody that lost money. Hopefully, the game comes out. Maybe you get a Shaq Fu situation where four years from now, they just drop a release trailer on you and say, System Shock is coming, y'all. But, I don't know. We'll see. If it comes, we'll definitely talk about it. All right. And then, lightning round. This is the last piece, which is when we get into our entertainment side of things. Uh, we have a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Nope. Hooray. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know what it is. I know it's like a, you got to not wake the robots or something, right? It's Chuck E. Cheese, but you don't want to wake the animatronics? No. It's not the game? What's the game? No. Uh, it's you're uh, a person... Uh, a security guard working at night uh, in a, an abandoned, Chuck not an abandoned, but like in a Chuck E. Cheese type kind of thing. Yep. And at night, the animatronics come to life and they try and kill you. Oh. Uh, and you're sitting at a desk in your office and you can change the camera angles that you're filming from or Got like it. you're watching from the security cameras. 
and uh, you can see them like you don't actually see them move because the game's mostly like kind of static images. Yeah. But like you switch around the cameras trying to keep track of where the animatronics are. Yeah. Because you can activate the locks on the door that you're in, yep. as well as like activate the lights. Depending on the game that you're playing, it changes up yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the certain amount of things that you can do. But say just for the sake of the first one, you can uh, like close the vents, you can shut the doors, you can turn off the lights, but you only have a certain amount of battery life. Oh, uh, okay. So you're constantly like keeping an eye on where they are moving around the buildings. Um, so you know like when they're getting close to you and when you need to like shut the doors. Yeah. Because once you shut them, the battery starts going down. Mm-hmm. And then once they go all the way down, you can't shut them anymore. Got it. Because those are weird doors. Yeah. I don't know who develops doors like that, especially who puts them in. Um, if I was a security guard, I would just be like, after the first night, I'd be like, yo, these animatronics are coming to life. Can we just destroy <laughs> them all? And maybe get ones that don't. Or quit. Or, or can I get better locks, I guess? Or, like, yeah, like, or quit. Yeah. yeah. How about just locks? Yeah. Just, not, not weird electric like based locks regular locks please yeah i'm beginning to think that somebody did not put a lot of thought into this no there's gonna be plot holes like galore in this movie but uh the movie is being brought to you by director christopher columbus not to be confused with the man who founded america well no it's it's chris columbus chris columbus yeah but it's probably short for christopher let's be fair Hmm. Uh, but chris columbus who had a string of hits to start his career and then petered out so let me read you some of his hits joe Adventures in Babysitting. I like that movie. That movie's good. Home Alone. I like that movie. Home Alone 2. Mrs. Doubtfire. All All good movies. All great movies. Um, Then we've got the movie Nine Months with Hugh Grant. I remember that. Yeah, I remember it. Never saw it. Uh, Stepmom with Susan Sarandon and Julia Roberts. Don't know that one. Uh, It's where they're just stepmoms and they have family issues with mothers and daughters. It's a whole... Oh, they don't get along. Of course not. It's a whole to-do. And then here's where the crap really comes in. Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. That movie sucks. I remember that one. Yep. Um, It's where he was a robot that wanted to be a person. It's exactly. And I think it's got the girl from the Pepsi commercials, I think, is the, the girl on that. Uh, Kylie Jenner? No, like no, the the curly haired one from the from back in the day, I believe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. This girl, I'm showing Joe a picture. Yeah, it's the curly haired girl. She drink a Pepsi. It was a whole thing. Sure, the movie sucks. Uh, then it was I the was first more of a cook guy. <sighs> terrible, terrible human being. Um, then there was the first two Harry Potters, which I think everyone agrees are the worst. I, I mean, I'm I, I was never a Harry Potter fan, but. No, I was have been good, right? Like, I mean, they, they were started right. the franchise. They were well because the books exist. They weren't going to stop making them because, like, even the Narnia movies keep getting sequels, even though all of those movies aren't that great because mm. the books exist and people will see them. But I mean, they're not bad, but they're the worst of the eight movies. Well, also because they're the worst of the eight books. Yeah, they're like they're the slowest and, ones. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't until later on that they're like, oh well, we can actually make these a little bit darker and more interesting yeah so he did those and then we have the movie rent uh the movie i love you beth cooper the starring vehicle for hayden Panettiere, which i don't think was very good i don't remember seeing it Uh, percy jackson and the olympians the lightning thief that was supposed to start a franchise and it didn't didn't, yeah that uh and then a second one did they i think so oh yeah you know what i think they did I, was in I mean, I didn't care or no, see either one. Exactly. Um, and then the last thing it looks like was uh, Pixels, which <sighs> is just enough to kill any person's career because, yeah. boy, oh, boy, what a what an absolute disaster. But yeah. he will be directing the Five Nights at Freddy's movie coming at some point. Seems really out of his wheelhouse. 
Well, it's two video game-esque movies in a row, so not really. Well, I mean, also, this is also being produced by Blumhouse. Okay. Um, which they're they known good. for... I mean, I like a lot of Blumhouse movies. They make a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and they're always usually much darker, yeah. violent horror movies. But I feel like this... like. I don't know. I don't, and that's where that's the where I'm confused because I don't know which direction this is going to go. Because Blumhouse makes me think that this is probably going to be a very gory, dark horror movie, but also it's Five Nights at Freddy's, and so like it's got a lot of fans that are young kids. Yeah, and Chris Columbus you know, gears towards children. With yeah, his movies. like family friendly movies. Exactly. I just I'm wondering if this isn't going to be like a Night at the Museum kind of thing where it's. The security, like some kids sneak in and they're also trapped with a security guard and they have to fight for their lives or whatever. Like, um, like the Goosebumps movie mm. where it's, it's the two kids plus the adult and they have to survive what's going on. I feel like it's going to be more that than Probably. it will be gory. Oh, look, the, like the sister robot is eating people or whatever. Like, I don't know what they do, but yeah, I, I don't know anybody that likes Five Nights at Freddy's. They stick you inside of one of the suits. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah, they shove you inside the animatronic. Huh. They, that's what they do. Yeah. I see merch for it everywhere, and I've never seen a single person buy it or wear it or have the keychain or anything. like. That I, is very, very true. Granted, I see a, Five Nights at Freddy's shit Everywhere. 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 And I never actually see anybody with any of it. No. And like, granted, it skews younger. And so I don't have like a lot. All my friends that have kids, they're, they're babies. They're not teenagers. So granted, that's not a thing that I would see. But at the same time, like, I never see anyone looking at the section in the store. I never see anyone when I'm like out and about at a mall or it a never movie seems theater. Like they, they're selling too, because every time I see one of those sections or one of those like boxes with the little vinyl figures, they're, they're always stocked. all in there. Yeah, they're not missing stuff. But yet the shelves are not empty; they're fully stocked. Yeah, but I never see it go to clearance or anything like that. So I, people are buying them. I don't know who those people are, but I guess the market exists for it. I mean, so. the games still sell. Yeah, I don't know who's playing them. I've never seen, I've never known a single person to play a Five Nights at Freddy's game. Have you? I mean, I I played the first one. Okay, that's, so I knew what was going on. In that's it. the most that I know of anyone that's done. I don't anything think I Five made Nights it past to... the second day because you didn't like it, or because it was too difficult. I just, I was or like, you got I get too scared. It. No, I was just like, I get it. Yeah. Like, okay, I get it. This is what it is. Yeah, it gets a little bit harder each day, mm-hmm. or each night. But yeah, I don't know. Clearly, there's a market for it, I guess. So, uh, but. In three years or two years when this movie comes out, will there still be a market for it? Already the guy making the games doesn't want to make them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. Chris Columbus movie. Five Nights at Freddy's coming soon or something. I don't know. It doesn't seem... <laughs> it's going to be so far off my radar, I'm not going to see it. But, um, but yeah, that will do it for the lightning round, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, our Gamescast uh, comes out every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Uh, next week, we will also have an episode of the Broken Clock's main event. That is our wrestling show. We have the Elimination Chamber. Uh, so next week, we'll have an extra episode up as well. You can find that at all the same places on the Monday after the pay-per-view. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook, so you can let us know if you're excited about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. If you want loot boxes to be classified as gambling or if you're a huge spiral fan and can't wait for the spiral trilogy you can hit us up on facebook and twitter at broken clock pods uh, but once again for the broken clock podcast games cast my name is adam and i'm joe and we are going to be right at least twice a day so thanks so much for listening bye